Hello and welcome to Say That, the podcast for your big questions, get real answers. My name is Matt King. I'm your host here in the city of Chicago. Joining me here is Glenn Fitzgerald, the president of Mission USA. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He couldn't decide if he was excited. He tried to fake it and then he landed at reality. Joining us also, Jed Brewer, the director of Mission USA Productions. Legitimately excited. <laughs> Joining us wow. via the magic of the interwebs, all the way from Mercury, Tennessee, one of the pastors of Christ Community Church, Lee Younger. Guys, I just can't tell you. It's so good to hang out with you again. This is this is what I call genuine excitement. Not legitimate excitement, genuine excitement. Lee, wow. would you describe it as good? <laughs> we, like, because there's good, but then there's good. And then there's Which southern you, good. I'm just so glad to be with y'all. It's just, it's so, just good so good to be with y'all. <laughs> sure. So good. Is it good enough that you taste the goodness in between mm. things? Mm. Just... Mm. Mm. Ah, delicious goodness. Mm. Yeah. I hope you taste it. Speaking of tasting things Ooh. and delicious wow. goodness. That was good. That's got, a segue. That's a segue. <laughs> that's a pro segue right there. I w- can, at, some point, at, say, at some point, I, we're going to need a graphic where a segue just yeah. goes across the screen. I like it. Preferably like with it. Steve Wozniak on it because that's a funny mental image to me. Well played, sir. Wow. Absolutely. We've got snickerdoodles. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Do we have snickerdoodles that we made? No. No, no one wants dude. that. No. Do we have snickerdoodles that people here in the greater Chicago area made? We do not. No. Do we, Matt, do we have snickerdoodles that are flavored with love? It's entirely possible. We have noisy snickerdoodles. That was, I was unwrapping them. Was that, was that the Foley right there? That's a Foley. <laughs> Matt loves the Foley sure. effect uh, where you put the sound with yeah. it. It paints a picture. I love the old-time radio. This Absolutely. episode of Say That brought to you by Gunderson's Nuts. <laughs> wow. So we're going to walk over to the microphone. Yeah. Then we're going to answer a question. I have things to say. I thought you were going to open a door first. There, there, I, 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 I'm t- trying to find a way to quietly do this, and I can't do it. Hey, Jed, there's, yeah. a, there's actual computer equipment on that table you're slamming on. Oh, yeah. well, that is embarrassing. <laughs> mel, mel computer out. equipment, I might point out, that you own. <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay, Matt. We've got snickerdoodles. We've got yes, snickerdoodles. <laughs> you may notice that we're on a little bit of the sugar hype this episode. We've got snickerdoodles. They come to us from our friends Mike and Nicole out in New York. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They are okay. snickerdoodles from so the good. Empire State. Now, a lot of people, when they send in their 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 food to us, what sure. we do... And by a lot of people, you mean not enough people. Yes. That's correct. When they send in their, their food products that they've made with love, then we taste them on air right. and then review them. Well, by we, you mean you insist on doing that despite yeah. your three co-hosts, wife, and audience begging you not to eat on air. Right. So, snickerdoodles, we're going. Now, wait, 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 wait. we got to start with like the bouquet and whatnot. Okay, man. right. Good. Thank you, yeah. Jed. Yeah. That's a good catch. Right I like there. to keep it classy, man. Yeah. Okay. First, I'm I don't gonna... understand your wine references, you heathen. <laughs> I... <laughs> Glenn is I'm like gonna, a, a grape a, juice has no bouquet. Glenn is like a, a, a baked goods aficionado. He's That's he knows right. what he's I, talking about here. Okay, I'm gonna first of all, you know what? I gotta check the nose. Yeah, let's check the nose, man. Tell okay. me what's up. So here <laughs> Yeah, just just here encourage we, sniffing into the microphone. Here, we, here we go. <laughs> oh yeah. Here's yeah. the thing, audience. You guys only have to hear that once. I gotta edit this show, meaning I'm gonna have to go back through that happening in my studio headphones several times. I think if you were to maybe crumble it up on your paper and right. then kind of do that over the crumbs, that right. might give you a better sense. Sort of give, 
you put it into a line exactly and then just right get it right up exactly in the right well, I think exactly that might right. have some consistency issues you might have put some baking soda into that maybe some cornstarch or something absolutely okay. all right so so I'm going in if you okay. didn't get those jokes congratulations <laughs> you're not okay. an awful person <laughs> okay here we go Snick, snickerdoodle going in and wow. he's eating he's eating he's chewing I would like to point out that Nobby. Glenn eating intentionally to be loud is still not as loud as Jed eating trying not to be loud. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> it takes it takes talent to be as loud as I am during gustation. This is amazing. Really? Gustation? Yeah, you're welcome. God, Lord. You learned something, folks. You didn't want to learn it, but you learned it. <laughs> That's going to stick with you. This is... So th- you didn't think this bit out about talking with a mouthful of cookie, did you? Here's what I'm talking about. Tell me. This is a fantastic cookie. Come on now. That's right. All right. Now, um, which makes sense because Nicole and Mike are fantastic people. Truly. It's baked with love, and that sure. much is obvious. That right. much is And sugar. Right. Lots right. and lots of sugar. Lots of sugar. Uh, what it, I'm just going to try and give my impressions. Okay. And okay. just my sure. Okay, sort of uh, excellent mouthfeel. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. I, I, I think I heard that on like a show once. Yeah, absolutely. Probably. Um, it, it what it feels like you is, can tell the pause of Glenn trying to set the other three of us up to say something inappropriate when it doesn't work. He right. doesn't quite know where to go next. That's did, did, you, did you detect any notes in there you want to there, talk about? There were there was uh, notes of cinnamon. Okay, <laughs> perhaps just a, a you know, maybe a bit of cardamom. What's mm. what's the mm. flavor profile? Dude, seriously, just I'm not making this yeah. up. Here's how much time you and I spend together. That was literally the next place next I was going to jump to. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and for those and, of you looking to quantify that amount of time, too much. Too much. Here, here's <laughs> what you know what it feels like. Yeah, just I'm going to put it out there because I'm not afraid to share my no. feelings. Absolutely, I feel like this is a safe place. It feels like someone reached out and and hugged my tongue with love. <laughs> Two questions. First of all, and this is always the first question: Why? <laughs> Second of all, what has happened up to this point to let you think this is a safe space? You know, I, I know that we answer, you know, the tough questions on this show, and I got one of my own. Right. Where do you have to be in a relationship before tongue hugging's okay? Well, that is a good... We need to get into that. How far do is we? too far? Do we because, need to? Because hugging the, the body can be a little bit of a forward thing. Sure. But hugging the tongue... Hug, hugging the tongue, I think, is a, is, is a step up from that. I, I really think we is. can all agree that that's a... Pri- whatever relationship you are in the relationship, that's a private moment. It, it feels like there's love happening in my mouth. Here's what I'm saying about these. When you guys got the package of cookies first in Chicago... Yeah. We yeah, did. And, and Matt sent the picture of the cookies to to the guys and everything, and that right. was really nice. But uh, at first, there was no, there were no cookies for Lee, right. and so right. I, right. my assumption was that you know that these guys had sent the cookies to you, and they were saying, "Would you divvy some out for Lee?" And I thought, "I will never see a cookie. That's never going to happen." No, right? And, you would not have. And uh, but then. Uh, a scant two days later, a box arrived. What sure. for me? And it said for Lee and the entire younger family. Wow! wow. Yeah. That's Let me lovely. ask you a question, Lee. Okay, come on. When you got those cookies, did you think of cutting off a few for your friends in Chicago? No, you didn't. Yeah, younger. <laughs> 
So that's why when we get cookies in Chicago, you know what we say? We better keep these for ourselves. Well, well, here's the other thing. is Even though that box was specifically marked for Lee and the younger family... Right. When when I when I tasted the first Snickerdoodle, the th- the first thing that happened was I felt the love. I felt I felt very cared about. But sure, I also right. there was this there was this hint in the you know when you try to when you're cooking you're trying to like the real deal chefs they're developing flavors. That's what they're that's right. all about the development of flavors. There was a hint, there was a little thing in the flavor profile that said, "Lee, even though we love you and your family, we love right. Glenn a little bit more." You know, yeah, yeah, I picked that, up on that. I totally, you know, I got that, and and I feel like, uh, you know, that's as it should be. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, I will point out here that Nicole not only went to the trouble of making us the cookies, she went to the trouble of going on the Twitters, right, and informing us there were going to be cookies, mm-hmm. getting PO boxes. We're all on Twitter. You can mm-hmm. find that stuff the blogs. Now, so she intentionally pointed out to Lee, Lee, can you send me your address so I can mail you cookies? And that's why we didn't save any for Lee. Right. I mean, I didn't see that till after. They were mostly gone. Sure. And we've never saved anything for him in the past. You need to be very careful. I'm offended at the accusation. Me too. But uh, y'all need to be. You're just spitting out lies. Like, it doesn't even. This is what I'm saying to you. Nobody, if. If she had said, would you, if she had expressly said, would you please send Lee a, you know, a fourth of these cookies, that you right. would have said, no. <coughs> well, there's taxes and shipping. And by the time that fourth gets around to you, it's going to look a lot like half a cookie. But that's, that's, that's not us. That's just the way commerce works. Well, see, here, I, here's what I pictured is I pictured, I pictured Matt opening up the P.O. box, seeing the box of cookies, and just going full cookie monster on that thing. And just right. like Absolutely. fingers and crumbs. And I caused a scene, yo. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Glenn. That's helpful. It's so, just like I feel that I'm being loved by these cookies. Well, can, can And you're you're repaying our loyal listenership for cookies by making this product unlistenable. Now, now, let me just say this right now. We've gotten cookies in the mail before. Right. We've got candy, pineapple nuggets. We've had custom candy with Say That Things printed on it from Miss Bridie. And it's all good. It's all great. But you know what it feels like when you take it to another level. Right. You know what I mean? Does it? It feels like, uh, okay, that's fine. You know. (laughs) But we got it. You know. And I know what people at home are saying. They're saying, what are we going to do? Bake a cake and put it in the mail to you. Yes, you know what? With that attitude, yes, is you're never going to achieve the dream. Yes, yes. See what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You have to have a vision. That's quitter talk. That's that's loser talk right <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, you have to say you have to get have an idea where you're like, you know what, this cake thing's going to happen. And you know what? You get yourself one of them whiteboards. Yeah, and start doing your diagram. Brainstorming. Absolutely. Brainstorming. Bring in people in from MIT, whatever it takes. Throwing ideas out. This is why we need you people to send in the baked goods, because Glenn's idea of what it takes to make a cake involves brainstorming. Engineers. And whiteboards. He has no concept of recipes or that these are just things that can be bought. Maths, very much so. Let me tell you what. I'll tell you this, too. If 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 people are listening to the show at home and they're saying, "Man, it feels like it feels like these cats from New York are getting all the attention right now," 
Uh-huh. Look, if you want attention, it's real simple. It's, it's uh, flour, goods. sugar, right. you know, butter. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, an oven. Or cash. Cash yeah. always works. Cash is good, too. Well, I like Lee, cash. I, I got to ask, man, because, look, I, I want to be a uniter, not a divider. Okay. I, right. I want to bring this podcast together. Do you have I cookies? I really wish you'd stop saying that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have cookies there with you, Lee? The cookies are at my house. Okay, okay. They're not well, present good, in, the, in the studio. Because Jed's trying to get everyone to eat on microphone at once. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm trying Do you have any form of snack food there with you in your studio, Leo? Well, yes. All right. I, I want you to take your snack food. Okay. Why don't we just start making dissonant noise into the mics for the right. yeah. here, 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 I've, got, here's, I've got some. I've got some uh, some corn chips right here. All right, th- there that'll you go. work. Perfect. That'll work. We're we're going to have the communal cookie of peace. That's right. All right, and we're just going to bang the microphone. We're, yeah. we're going to put this whole nasty business behind. We put us. far too many elements into this. Look, here's yeah. the thing. Yeah, a, a yeah. lot of hurt. A yeah. lot of pain has compared. You know, I mean, a lot of bad things have happened. A lot of you stuff's know, been said. A lot of stuff's been said, and right. I feel like we're all a little bit wrong. Yeah, you know, I feel like you know. That's, in church, that's what happens: is everyone's a little bit wrong. We're all a little bit wrong. No, no one's really to blame. Am I less yes. wrong than you guys, though? No, you're just exactly as much wrong, even though you didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, you that's are it. exactly as much wrong as the rest that's of us. That's how it works. We're all a little bit wrong, but here's Why what we're going to do people? now: we're going to eat our blame, and then it will be gone. <laughs> That's the least functional thing I've ever heard you say. And that's going away. We're going to eat our I can't even quantify the number of levels that's wrong on. You know what, though? These here snickerdoodles taste good anyway. You hear that with eat, so I'm in. Here's to peace, Lee. This is the worst. This is the worst audio program ever. (laughs) Tune in next week when Jed will just throw the microphone into the wall for twenty minutes over and over. Really capture the essence. Tune in the week after that when he will just hold the microphone up to an amp to get a one-hour feedback loop. Here on Unlistenable, join us next week on Jed Brewer presents. Turn it off. Please, God, turn it off. I could, before uh, Matt started harshing my mellow and my buzz, yeah. I could really taste the unity and forgiveness in that cookie. It was like um, a fellowship explosion in my mouth. It, <laughs> the snickerdoodle has only fed to, has only served to fuel my rage, so we're going to keep going on that. One thing we will point out, Mike and Nicole are getting a lot of love and attention sent back to them because they bribed us. That's the number one way to get love and attention from this group of people. What else could I do? Well, another one is that they're getting married, which is lovely. Oh, wow. They've sent us a lovely card saying thanks for all the advice you've given us while we were dating. We're getting we're engaged now, and they're awesome people. We'll thank for that. So we got cookies. That's option A. Okay. Right. We got podcast-related love. Okay. That's a strong right. option B. It's decent, sure. Sure, we got our friends David and Lauren who are getting ready to get hitched. We got... Actually, two or three other couples who are on the road to marriage because of this podcast, which is the weirdest thing on the planet. We don't have time to unpack that. Mm-hmm. But then, let's say you say, "Man, I can't really bake. Either I'm not in a relationship or my significant other does not listen to the podcast. Sure. Right. Which I don't know why you'd be with them. Maybe they have money that, or something. That's uh, whatever. Yeah. time to <laughs> kick them loose. Let's say, for the, for the time being, neither of those options are available. Need to recalibrate. Yeah. You can buy our Love with Bridgebox. Oh, yes, you can. And you will get a monthly delivery, not of 
sweets, but of sweets for your walk. Yeah. Wow. Things to fuel you. Original songs from Lee and Jed and our other friends, Pete and Tasha, for some folks who've uh, been on MTV, some folks who've from the Nashville scene, lots of good guest music. You get sermons from Glenn and myself most months. You'll get devotional writings. You get Bible studies. Lots of cool stuff for your walk, all based around a single question. We're in the month of September here, and the question for this month is, what do I need to have a healthy Christian life? Coming up in October is, what do, what can someone like me do about social justice? Mm-hmm. Cool. Big thing. We've gotten some. Uh, we've actually got some uh, people who kind of work day in and day out with down and out people in inner city Chicago to lend their two cents and some other stuff to work out. So all that's at missionusa.com slash bridge box, only $8 a month. It's easier than baking cookies. Totally. Yeah. You just set it up once recurring. Right. The cookies you mean? No, no, no. Yeah. You could have recurring cookies. Sure. I think That'd be more could. effort though. Right. And here's what you can do. If you, you send us that $8 a month, here's why we like the cookies so much. We don't spend that on cookies. Right, no. We give that to part-time employees from the neighborhoods we do ministry in true. to be That's part-time right. missionaries. These are people who would have zero shot at any kind of ministry job if it weren't for you. Yeah, yep. Because yep. we, right. we wouldn't have the money to pay them, and nobody else is trying to employ them to do ministry. Yeah. That's right. Or you can sign up for the Lee Younger version. We'll get now. a brand oh, yeah. new song from Lee every month, a little video, we some teaching, and some stuff he's picked out from other bridge boxes. That goes to fund the one-of-a-kind work he's doing down there in Tennessee, mixing mm-hmm. work with young people, work with people in the church, work he's doing on media projects. It's all great stuff coming down yeah. there in Tennessee. It's missionusa.com slash B-B-L-Y. All right. We're going to jump to our first question. If you have a question for us, hang out with us all the, way in, all the way to the end. We'll give you an email address and a Tumblr page where you can write in. This one comes in anonymously to said Tumblr page. It says, how does one repent from sinning? Mm. It's a lot harder said than done for most people, right? Jed, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I can definitely do that. And it's a fantastic question. Really appreciate you writing in. I think here's the key thing to start us off when we think about repentance is that for a lot of us, we're tempted to think about repentance and think feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. repentant when I feel bad for the things that I've done. That's that's when I know that I am repentant. But that's actually not what the Bible says, and that's not even what the word means. Um, repentance is about a change in the way that we think, which leads to a change in the way that we live. That's right. actually what repentance is. So I think to start for sure, that's the place we want to begin is that it doesn't have to do with feelings. It has to do with a change in thought, which leads to a change in action. That's absolutely right. And Jed, you mentioned that that's not what the word means. Uh, Glenn, can you actually break down that the Greek for us on that? Yeah, so it's, it's a Greek word, uh, metaneo, and it, it does mean, as, as uh, Jed is suggesting here, a, a change in the way that we look at uh, the situation. So it, it's not um, what we—when we think of repentance, what we think of is this permanent change in behavior yeah. that never goes back and is never a different yeah. thing. Uh, and and there's no future mistakes with that. That's actually not what repentance is. But I think there's a sense of if I screw up, if I re- screw up, repent, and then do it again, then I didn't repent. Yeah, right, sure. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, the the change in mind is the thing that we're looking for here. People like people talk about that as in as if repentance is uh, something that you do in degrees. Well, you didn't sure, right. repent yeah. all the way. Glenn. You know, <laughs> sure. you, you sort of repented. Yeah. I, I love that idea that it's about changing the way you think, because when you think about it, like when you did the sin in the first place, the reason you did it is because you thought it was going to give you something. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I did this thing because I want, because I felt 
you know, I felt this way about this awful thing that happened in my life. So I coped with that pain or that feeling by doing this mm. because I thought mm. this was going to solve that. And then you mm. do it. It doesn't fix anything. Sin, uh, Jed has said this before. Glenn is, he, I'm sure he got it from Glenn. I'm going to go yeah. ahead and make that disclaimer. But sure. all sin all the time is, is, uh, is, is something that is going to be set. You're settling for something less than what God would have for you. It, it, yeah. you think it's, it's, it's selling you a line. You think it's going to help you feel better about this thing. And then you do it and you find out, it really didn't solve that. And so all that all that the Lord is talking about with the word repentance is think about what you did. Think about what it actually gave you. Yeah. And yeah. did it work? I mean, look, I am you know, I'm not judging you for trying something, but did it work? And when you think yeah. about it and you realize, you know, that sin that I did, it actually didn't do the thing that I wanted it to do. And so thinking about it is just it's a way that the Lord is saying Let's get some wisdom in this process. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, I love that because I think what that points to, Lee, is maybe it's just me. I'll put it out as a question. I found when I'm trying to repent of something, I'm trying to do something different, guilt and shame and fear actually get in the way yeah, of making right. that change. Totally. Right. I, I've, I've found that to be true in my own life. And I think that points to, Lee, what you're saying where it's everybody says, well, look, you'll change when you feel bad enough yeah. about what yeah. you've done, right, right. except it doesn't actually no. work. Yeah. Um, well, you know, sometimes the worse you feel, the more you're trying to heal your bad feeling rather than... Exactly you know, right. Yeah. But the odd thing about it, I think, and again, for me, you guys tell me if it's been the same for you. There's a crazy thing. It's like, well, if I'm just focused on making a change, if I don't have a bunch of negative feelings about myself, like, am I am I sorry for what right. I did? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, if, yeah. if I don't feel that bad, I mean, can God be okay with Isn't it? Isn't God like my passive-aggressive aunt who gets <laughs> mad if I don't apologize, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. just go out and mow the yard instead? Like, isn't he more interested in the, the fancy words and the hard feelings and yes. me actually making a change in well, my life. Yeah, absolutely. Like what if you took the whole scenario just as a thought experiment? What if you took the whole scenario out of the realm of sin and you put it just in anything else? Let's say it was in fitness, okay. yeah. you know? Okay. So okay. I want to get more fit. Now, right. uh, so what what I need to do is I need to, you know, I, I'm going to go try tomorrow. I'm going to go I, I haven't run in 2 years. I'm going to go try to run a half marathon. That's what I'm going to try to do, sure. you know? That's a stupid yeah. idea. Or yeah. uh, I'm going to go on this run. Before I go on this run, I love Hardy's Chicken Biscuit. So I'm going to go get yeah. a Hardy's Chicken Biscuit, <laughs> yeah, and then I'm going to yeah. go on that run. I've tried something, and then when I you know, when I get sick after the first you know, half a mile, well, I need to recalibrate and think about how I would do that better next time. I, I, I might go talk to somebody who's a runner. I might yeah. um I'm, right. I might yeah. ask one of my friends who uh, who I knew when I was in shape before how could I figure this thing out and what you would do is you would go at the problem from a different angle you would get some advice about it yeah. and see yeah. when you take it out of that realm when you're just looking at say fitness just for an example what we do is we we've taken the emotions of I'm so horrible and I need to feel so bad out of that and now we're purely problem solving well what yeah. if the issue of getting past a sin was the same thing. You know, what mm. if when Jesus paid for all your sins on the cross, he actually bore all of the shame so that he doesn't want you to wallow in it? He doesn't want yeah. you to to use that as the as the engine to make yourself different, as the engine mm. to, to, for change. He wants mm -hmm. to remove the guilt and the shame, and we just want to look at how to retool 
the way that we're making decisions and the things that we're, you know, the things that lead us to the choices that, that, that we're doing. Now you can look at it from a whole different perspective, which actually allows you to break the cycle that you're talking about, Jed, with the feelings. No doubt. I think that's an interesting point. And take it even another step. Say we take it out of the realm of sin and even erase from something like fitness. What about something we just don't have feelings about, really? Okay. Because there's like, you can have some, you shouldn't, yeah, but yeah. you can have guilt and shame popped up in fitness. Now the analogy still holds. That's a great example. But what if it's something like, you know, I want to learn to speak French. Okay. To Lee's right. point, you would not hop a plane to Paris and just think, I'll just figure it out. Right. Because you're not, there's no reason you would know to do that. Sure. Right. But you would sit down, find a lesson plan. You would, and I think, Jed, to your point about um, feel, guilt, shame, and fear get in the way of that, I think those are almost counterintuitive to strategy. Absolutely. You have either enough uh, energy to burn on feelings or enough energy to burn on strategy. Right. So maybe, can, Jed, can you walk us through a little bit about what that strategy aspect plays in our pens? That's a great question, man. I, I think the key thing on it is the beginning of good strategy, at least in my experience, is humility. Okay. It's admitting yeah, totally. I don't have a strategy. Yeah. And there's, there's, I had a music teacher years ago, um, and she sat me down one day, Jane Pyle, a sweet gal, but she looked at me and she said, here's your problem with music. You don't know how much you don't know. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's your problem. Yeah. Okay. And she was right. Okay. A lot um, of people on this podcast laughing have gotten that same speech about other things. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing, is when we start something new, that's where all of us are at, right, is right, we're right. in a place where we don't even know the extent of mm. our ignorance. Right, so right, right, right. the idea that it's something I've never done before. To, to take it back to sin for a second, I've never been able to control my anger successfully before. The idea that hidden within me is the knowledge of how to do that is an absurd yeah. idea. So yeah. I think I think part one of strategy is recognizing I don't in myself know how to do this, but I can find someone who can. You know, with with speaking French, I can find someone who speaks French. Sure. And yeah. start you know asking them, okay, well, what? How do I say hi? My name is Jed. You know, uh, with fitness, I can, as Lisa said, I can find someone who's a runner and say, what do I need to know about running? If I want to get a handle on anger, I can talk to a pastor and I can say, mm. how do I begin to get a handle on anger? But I think it starts the beginning of strategy is humility and saying, I need one and I'm not going to generate it in myself. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think it's absolutely true, and it's weird. I think you made a really good point. I like about you know that idea that it's just hidden within you is the wrong way to look at it, and that's almost like the guilt and shame and fear is based on like I should have just known better. Yeah, yeah and if it's right. anger, like if you grew up in a household with a lot of yelling, you've never expressed your anger healthily. You've yeah. never had that modeled for you. Obviously, the big thing with repenting you'll hear in church is repent from porn. <laughs> you should have to repent from porn. Right. But you know if you're grew up in an internet age and that's the only way you've ever expressed your sexuality you don't yep. know how that's healthy yep. and it's a weird thing of like assuming it should be internal which is your pointing out stops you from an all good strategy and these you've heard all these guys say wisdom all wisdom is external yes it is something you don't yes. know coming in that can be from god or that can be from a pastor and glenn you talk a little bit about kind of that process of starting it okay here's a problem and ending it and i've got an answer absolutely you know uh, as people may know we work with uh, addicts in our day job is a big part of the, the work we do and, and uh with uh getting to a point of trying to not just repent of it but totally turn yep. that thing around yeah yep. we have to start with admitting that you've got a problem you yep. know that's okay. the alcoholics anonymous my name is glenn and i'm an alcoholic or whatever just a full admission uh, I have a problem with this. It goes back to the humility, humility stuff yeah. that you were just talking well, about. Well, we work with a lot of guys in 12-step programs, and I think it's fair to say that's the step that trips more people up than any other one. No yep. question about it. it there, there's a point of saying, 
you know, I have a problem with this. I have you know, whatever. Uh, so to be able to do that, the second thing is to admit your weakness mm. within that. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. don't have what I've tried gumption, yeah. willpower, willpower, sure. uh, yeah. crying, whatever. Sure. I've tried yeah. uh, binge yeah. eating. Yeah. You know, I tried eating uh, your blame. Eating, <laughs> your blame. I tried eating my blame. I tried the and, treadmill uh, and crying at the same time while eating yeah. the snickerdoodle. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that's uh, sort of a cardio crying. Yes, uh, that's yes. Sure. <laughs> sure. We've all tried that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> wow, that's messed up. I think we need to, to take a second and soak in how good that was. Yeah. 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 Well, the, the idea yeah. somebody's sitting there going, "That's so true." As they're yeah, 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 yeah. I've been there. Uh, but admit the problem, admit the weakness, and then, as Lee was saying, seek wisdom on yeah. that. Now, here's the thing for the super fans out there listening. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of them are used to writing in questions to our blog or writing in questions to the podcast and stuff and having us answer them. But what people may not know is uh, for for us uh, as ministry professionals, even Lee, you know, working in a, in a church full-time, a lot fewer people ask us for advice than what you might guess. Oh my word! Yeah, uh, yeah. and and it's it's always the sharp ones, yeah. or at least n- not necessarily the best behaved ones, but it's the ones that have that potential and that yeah. that you know they're yeah. really going to do yeah. well. So people who are serious about the change. Yeah, yeah, they'll ask for advice. So you almost know by the ones who are humble and seeking yeah. that wisdom. Well, you look at that and say, yeah, I bet that that guy's going to come out on top mm, eventually. Mm. That guy's going to figure What's it out. What's funny is there are plenty of people who just want to share their problem. Okay. Right. But yes. well, literally, yeah. you will yeah. ask them, are you looking for advice on this thing that's in life again? No, I'll probably figure it out. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And it's yeah. back to your point about the humility, it's... And you can tell and begin that conversation on how much they're soft-pedaling that problem. Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, we get people with the bridge who are homeless yeah yeah and they say well you know i'm in between some things i'm figuring some stuff out i got a lot of things working on a lot of things yeah. I'm looking at well and then they'll say uh, and i get this in churches just the same they'll, they'll say well you know i just have to have faith and i need to just nope. hold on to jesus and i need to just and i'll ask, i said are, are you preaching this to me or am i are you <laughs> am i getting in the way me? of you talking to yourself here? yeah i mean yeah. uh are you are you asking whether or not I agree with you? Because I think there's big stuff missing here, you know. But yeah, I think there's a a, a sense of uh, not fully admitting to the problem, not admitting to the weakness that you have, and recognizing only God has the strength to do the things God's requiring of you, and then seeking that wisdom from other people who've been there, who've dealt with stuff, where they know what's Absolutely. going on. I think that's the big key. Uh, that and and again, all three of those things require humility. Well, it's yeah. it's, I, it's super. I'm sorry, Matt, but it's super interesting not. how in this culture where we're people that you know we supposedly know Jesus, and the way that we get to know Jesus is the fact that we have shipwrecked our lives and we need someone to come in and rescue us. We do not know yeah. how to live on our own. We cannot steer the ship of our own life. We we wreck yeah. the thing. That's the way that yeah. works. We need we need a rescuer and. The, the, those basic principles of the gospel really are supposed to be just on repeat for the rest yes, of our lives, yeah, basically correct. through that's everything correct. that we face. And yet, when we get to this idea of repentance, and the way that people want to do it naturally is, 
yeah, but I, you know, like Jed said, I should just have the the strength within me to do it. And I should just have the right ideas to do it. I should just be able to pull myself up by my bootstraps and just get this together. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't, this, there should be an element of the the part of your brain that believes in the good news of Jesus, that, that you need a rescuer. There should be a part of you that feels very comfortable with saying, I have no idea how to do this. And I I need somebody to help. I tried something. I'm rethinking that because it way didn't work. Bam, that's repentance right there. I tried something. It way didn't work. I'm rethinking that. And the cool deal is is that if you can pull that off, if if you can get to the end of a sin and say to yourself, that didn't work. Um, Jesus, can you give me some insight into what happened? That why did I choose that? What should I do next time? What should I be? I should be on the lookout for the next time that I'm feeling that thing that I want to cope with. Yeah. Now you're in a whole different gear, man. And and that the whole thing about that cycle, because what Jeb was talking about at the beginning, it leads you into that cycle of like, I feel terrible, and so that's going to keep me from doing the thing. Well, you do the thing again. Well, I just need to feel more terribler. And then yeah, I won't do yeah, it. Yeah, well, then yeah. you're just going to do the thing harder. You, maybe yeah. you maybe you wait a little bit longer, but you're just going to do the thing harder. But if you can get out of the woods on that thing and say, I'm rethinking that, Jesus, and that's literally what repentance means. I'm rethinking that. Yeah. That wasn't a great mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. What should I do next time? Whoa, yeah. that's a, there's no ceiling on how good that can get. Yeah. yeah. And the interesting yeah. thing about that is we're talking about this idea. I like that idea of a cycle. And when you, when you know people who have an addiction and... Porn is not an addiction. Whatever you need to repent of is probably not an addiction. Let's get out of the way now. But the, that cycle mentality holds yeah. because the thing you would you would think like, oh, it's the high that keeps addiction rolling, but yeah. it's the lows. Like, right. they, yes. they say that people who are addicted to gambling are addicted to losing. That's yeah, right. That's exactly that's correct. Right. So the lower that low is, the more it's bound to sustain that cycle. And right. Exactly right. There's almost a thing in that of like we're looking at the surface stuff and not the deeper stuff. And that, I think that can kill repentance in general. Jed, can you close out with just a quick thought on that kind of idea of I'm looking at the symptoms versus the root? Absolutely, absolutely. If you if you do what we're suggesting, which is you get with a pastor or a mentor, someone who knows more than you, and you say, what do I do here? I, I need strategy. One of the things that I think you're likely to hear a lot is some variation on the phrase, yes, this thing is bad, but this is not your problem. Yeah. This, this thing that you're concerned about, it's bad. We all agree on that, but this isn't your problem. Now, I'll give you an example of what I mean. Uh, one of the things, we deal with guys coming straight out of jail, and if you ask them, if you just took a poll, the most common thing that they would point to and say, this is my problem in life, cussing. Yep. All, all the naughty yeah, words yeah. I use, all, those, all that blue yeah. talk I'm yeah. using. Well, I mean, all of us, you listening at home, all of us in the podcast know, on the list of things you need to fix, cussing is somewhere near the bottom. Yes, I mean, it's yes. it's really not the key thing. Unless you you're to... screaming obscenities at the judge during the sentencing phase, cussing <laughs> yeah. is probably not what got you where you are. Yeah. Now, if you came to me and you say, I feel like managing my anger is one of my key problems, then yes, absolutely, right. let's look at that. But I think Christians have a way of saying, I've got this thing that I'm inclined to feel bad about and embarrassed about, and I'd like to fix that without yeah. looking at what's driving this to begin yeah. with. So for example, Matt, you said if you've grown up in the internet age, pornography on the internet may be the only way you know of to express your sexuality. Sure. Well, if that's the case, 
Porn is bad, but that's actually a symptom of something else. Right. Yeah. That's a symptom of an unexamined, unaddressed sexuality that we don't know what to do with. Yeah. The same way, if you struggle with cussing, that's in most cases about unmanaged anger, not right. being sure yeah. how to deal with anger in a healthy way. And right. until we fix that anger thing, the cussing's going to stay. Right. Uh, and we have to make peace with that. So I think when we, when we go to a mentor, when we go to a pastor, having the humility to say, not only do I not know what the strategy is, I'm not even sure what the root issue is here. And I need help yeah, finding that right, root okay. issue. Yes. That's that's where we need to begin. Yeah. I think it's absolutely right. We're going to close this question. I'm going to say one last quick thing that I think piggybacks off that is we talked, I think, in the last episode of the episode before that about this idea of when Glenn's counseling people, the guy who um, the guy who burned down the abusive stepfather's house and your response was, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's right. almost one of the things people are scared of. Like yeah. we have this big thing, what's porn or it's anger that I, I know it's super naughty and I shouldn't do it. You sound like a good pastor. Most of what you're going to get is, yeah, well, I can see how you got there. Yeah. Sure. That's like, right. I grew up in a house where everybody was yelling and hitting each other, and I'm super angry. Yeah, that's that sounds like the... That right. tracks. That tracks, Or, you yeah. know, I grew up with an unlimited amount of images of naked people at the exact moment I was hitting puberty, and I started looking at them a lot. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah sure, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It's it's part of understanding the <laughs> yeah. new thought is digging into the old thought, yeah. right. which is not as scary as you think it is, because when you think about something as opposed to feeling it, that does what we... in. Uh, kind of in Glenn's ministry lingo is called defanging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not as scary yeah. when you look at it and then you can actually make a change on it. Yeah. All right. That's a great question. All right. We're going to move on to our next one here. This came in to our email address from our friend Caitlin. And it says, Ooh. some Christians seem to freak out about things that seem harmless, like Ouija boards, Halloween, fantasy books, because they are, quote, occult. Does that actually have anything to do with the devil? Wait, 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 please. We have to get the proper pronunciation given the question. The devil. The devil. The fruits of the devil. Thank you. So evil that you would say it was evil. If you like 20-year-old movie references to Mike Myers movies that aren't the ones you've heard of. This is the podcast for you. You can only get them here. Now crank up a little. There she goes. Whoa, great, man. Absolutely. Glenn, please save us from this. Uh, I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> I've got a verse here. I printed it out. It's very official. That's some foley. Do you, do you want me to do the foley of the dot matrix printer going no. along? Would you? Would you yeah! <laughs> when did this podcast I, I, become escalatingly annoying noises for children? I, I don't know why I, I, I completely went along with that. I just yeah. felt like that would probably go somewhere. You're great, not helping. You know? Glenn, yeah, you're, not. you're, just, you're just such a permissive parent, man. This is all I really your fault. am. Yeah, it's really I true. learned it from watching you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah. Are, are you these, have a verse. <laughs> I have these ver- a verse here, and this is you know we're asking about you know uh, uh, Harry Potter and Halloween and Ouija boards and all that. Uh, let me read you this verse from Second Corinthians uh, chapter eleven. This is verse uh, fourteen fifteen. Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Hello. So here's the thing with that is if uh, I think part of what people are trying to do is to say, um, I, this has the look and feel of something evil. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most obvious thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're um, wearing black eyeliner and everything. Yeah, it's and like, everything. no. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing is um, the way I kind of had this in my mind is like uh, on these uh, 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 these shows where they do like the criminal profiling. It's like uh, sure. you develop a profile of 
based on what has happened, what sort of person might have done this? You know, sure. so it's uh, what this verse is sort of doing is giving us a profile. What is it that we look out for? Yeah. So we look out for the person who says all the Jesusy stuff, but is really crooked and has another agenda. Wow. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's there a financial agenda. Maybe that's a, an emotional manipulation agenda. Or an a ego power, agenda. Yeah, a power, ego, all these kinds of things. It can sometimes be a sexual yeah. thing uh, with some of these people. Um, that's what I'm looking out for. When I'm looking out for the, the worst evil, the most creeping ugly, awful thing that you want to look out for. It's something that has the shape yep. externally yep. of yep. something super holy. Okay. But inside doesn't have the stuff where it's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. There isn't that, um, uh, there, there isn't a love element to that. There isn't uh, a warmth. Do you see yep. what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just sort of a hollow thing. Mm-hmm. And when you look, we say that's a profile of what we're looking for. This is like, oh, gosh, there's some of that out there. You yeah. know, that, what have you. Yeah. So um, I guess that's what I'm saying is uh, the, the sort of the, the Harry Potter doesn't fit the profile Absolutely. of anyone. Totally. Well, it's interesting in that because you have to look at what's, what's the devil's goal here. Yeah. Right. And, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, he, he, <laughs> he comes to ste- st- steal and to kill from the flock and, if his goal is to mess with and lie to Christians, why would he show up looking like something Christians would automatically be repulsed by? Yeah. Right. Wouldn't yeah, you right. want to look like exactly what Christians would want on that? Exactly. Right. Right. It's, right. It seems like it's easier for people to get wound up on this. Lee, you work at a church. You know a little <laughs> bit about kind of, and you grew up in like the Southern church. You talk about, would it help everybody just relax? Well, that's the first thing is there are so many things. So there's so many times that w- with with stuff that 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 Christians get wigged out on that you just want to say you just want to blow the whistle and as Glenn says everybody out of the pool. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody settle down. Everybody just relax for a minute. Let's just let's just take this thing easy. When we when we when you look at the scriptures, which is I, I love that Glenn pulled that verse out. Like when you look at what what the scriptures say specifically about Satan, like Jesus said, Satan is the father of lies. When he lies, right. he's speaking his native language. That's when yeah. he's. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he dreams mm-hmm. and lies. That's what when 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 something when when he gets hurt, his lies come out of his mouth. He's he. What he wants to do to you is to get you discouraged. He wants you to not trust in Jesus. He wants you to not know who you are, and he's going to lie to you. We know he's doing that stuff. It, what's weird is everybody looks at you know you drive by somebody's house and they've got the big inflatable uh, black cat and the inflatable yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ghost. Casper the ghost in their yard, and people are like, "That's so evil, so evil." <laughs> but when they—that's the most evil inflatable plastic thing sure. I've ever seen. Yeah, but the same person, you know, they look on, they get on their Facebook account, and they see a couple of people having fun, and the first thought yeah. in their head is, "They're all having fun without you because they hate you and because yeah. you suck," yeah. and they don't yeah. even think about the fact that there's someone lying to me right now. And the yeah, scriptures right. are well. so. They're so blatant about this is what he's doing. He's not in the inflatables. Look, look, I hate that stuff too, but I hate it because it's gaudy and tacky. You know, I hate the giant inflatables because it looks stupid. But the thing that, you know, as a pastor, the thing that's taking my people out is the lies that they're listening to about their worthlessness, about the, you know, uh, uh, about their uh, comparing their lives to other people's lives. That's the stuff that's taking people out from being able to serve Jesus. That's the stuff that we need to suit up for, not this other stuff. I mean, 
Look, man, if, if anybody has a problem with Harry Potter, you need to you, you need to sit down. You need to not be do not touch a keyboard that's connected to the rest of the world. You need to sit right. down, put a cold rag on your head and yeah, stop using your mouth because yeah, you, right, right. you have it is number 1. This is just a rule in general for the world, people. Do not talk about a book you have not read. Yes, okay. sir. Do not yes, do sir. that. If you have if you have a question about something, check it out. Read it. I did. I wondered what the thing was about. I read it. It's an incredible book. It's about yeah. friendship. It's about that there are things in this world that are important. There are fights worth fighting and fights worth dying for. It's about love. It's about it's about family. It's it's about it's about stuff that Christians should really really dig. I mean, yeah. if you Come don't on, like yeah. it, that's fine. If you don't like the style of it, that's totally cool. But it's about stuff that Christians love. The the thing that we we know Satan's in certain things. That's what we need to focus on. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's t- it's totally a great point. And on the Harry Potter thing, you know, look, I, I've been in youth ministry. I was in youth ministry for a long time. So was uh, Glenn and Lee is still in it. And Harry Potter has led to more ministry than any book written by any megachurch pastor in the history of the world. No question. Yeah. Yeah. As far as seeing the kid who's sitting alone at the lunch table with the Harry Potter book and going, oh, have you gotten to this part yet? That's awesome. That's, I mean, ministry is going on there. Yeah. No, it's this no weird question. thing of like, you know, Christians don't like that because it's got like witches in it and stuff. And you go to C.S. Lewis, which if we didn't mention C.S. Lewis every 20 episodes, our Christian podcast license gets revoked. Exactly right. right. Where the first book in the Narnia series is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. But because they know it's Christian, they all love it. And I'm talking about that. I've had (laughs) conversations with them where these are this. that's the same person. Sure. Seems like one of these lies that Lee's talking about is that there are way more things that are categorically good and bad. Yeah. Like there are a few things in the Bible that fall into this is always good and this is always bad, but almost everything falls in the middle. Jed, can you maybe shed some light on that? It's like how, why that's a wrong way of thinking. Absolutely, absolutely. The the truth is, um, there are things in life that we can say for sure this is always bad, no matter what. But there aren't terribly many of them. You know, nope. uh, having sexual intercourse with someone you're not married to, always a no no. Yes, bad um, idea. But that that's never a good idea. Um, you know, uh, uh, murdering someone. I think we could probably put that under the category of you know pretty much always. Uh, a, you're gonna get the NRA to protest this podcast. I know, I know. But the thing is, for almost everything else in life, there's a place where it's healthy, and then there's a place where it's not healthy, depending on how it's used. Right. So, for example, one of the things that Jesus talked about a lot is the fact that prayer can be misused. Totally. Yeah. I mean, if you if you were to talk to Christians, say, what's one thing that you could just never you know, it could never be bad. I mean, the, the instant would be prayer. Prayer's so good. We're going to stand out in front of this flagpole in this public square and do it and be good at it. Exactly yeah. right. But you know, Jesus talked a lot about how prayer could be misused. Yeah. Prayer could be turned into something totally. to make us look good and maybe make other people look bad. And part of the point is about prayer, but part of the point is any area of your life that you won't let God into, that you won't let God have a say-so on, is going to ultimately become something uncool and unhealthy. Right. Absolutely. Um, in other words, is it possible to take fiction and turn it into something really uncool and really unhealthy and that could damage your walk with the Lord? For Absolutely sure. it is. Sure. Would that be because it involves witches? Almost certainly not. No. Um, but put it to you this way. Could you use books as an escape from your problems in a way where it becomes avoidance and you're not spending time with your family and you're married and have kids and you're not you know, working with your spouse, sure. you're not working with your kids because your head's up in all these books? Sure. 
That's possible. Totally. That has nothing to do with what the books are about. Right. That just has to use with the way that you're using them. Could you, by the same token, could that same guy take 20 minutes a day when he first gets up and just read for pleasure just to get his head in a better space and be more relaxed and more chill going to his day? Yeah, and now it's a righteous thing. Now right. it's a great thing. Right. It's all in how it's used. Right. It's all, and, But I think that Christians don't like that. I think Christians right. want things to be black and white because that feels more comfortable. The, the idea that it depends on how I use it is that it feels uh, uh, not solid. Uh, it, it feels sure. like, how do I know where I stand? How do I know what, what my report card is? What's yeah. the rule? Exactly. How do I right. know if I'm winning? Well, exactly right. I think, there's a, I think there's a discomfort, and we see this so much with, with folks in church, is they want, as you're saying, Jed, they want the line. Tell me yes, how do. much, tell me who to vote for, tell me what the thing is. What What is the thing that we're all doing when the, the the Christian life is not like that. I mean, you're gonna have different different things that you enjoy for pleasure than than I do, and yet all of those things are considered good by the Lord. The the thing that we have to do is, and this is the thing that we're uncomfortable with, is to have an actual personal living relationship with a yep. person, Jesus yes. as a person, and yes. to give him the right to call the shots in these things. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. like when I was a kid. I remember going over to a friend's house for a sleepover, and a couple people broke out a Ouija board, and I was uncomfortable okay. with it. I, and sure. I was uncomfortable with it, and I, I didn't really know why. I didn't really think it through, but I just kind of excused myself from it. Is that because I was overthinking it or trying to out-Christian the thing? I don't know. I don't really think so, but I think it's fine to say, if I'm not comfortable with something, I'm not going to participate in it. I think the sure. place where we step over a line is if we say, if anybody touches a Ouija board, that's because yeah, they love right. Satan. Yeah, you know, and yeah, so that's yeah, the whole yeah. thing is, am I willing to say, you know what? And, and if somebody says, you know, Harry Potter's just not for me, I, it's, I'm just uncomfortable with it. It's like, totally cool. But when you step over the line is when you say, and no one who loves Jesus would ever go near something like that. Yeah, or yeah, no one yeah. who loves Jesus would ever go trick-or-treating on Halloween <laughs> or something like that. You know, this, yeah. these are the kinds of things. It's like, when, when we know, I mean, there's a place in Ephesians chapter 6, I think, or chapter 5, where it says, you know, don't let the sun go down on your anger, and don't give the yeah. devil a foothold. And it's like, yeah. this is an obvious place where the Apostle Paul is saying, there's something that happens with Satan when you take that anger to bed, when you start nursing yeah. that bitterness. And we yeah. need to get that under control. But people are going crazy about Harry Potter or stuff and, you know, Halloween stuff in people's yards when there's a very serious and very specific place where we know the enemy can get in there and we're not talking about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, look, man, just one quick thing, you know, just and I, I, all of us on this podcast know it's true. I just want to share it, you know, with y'all who are, are checking us out on the Internet. When, not every time, but much of the time, when you see people that are hung up on something that's kind of clearly not terribly important, like, you know, the Harry Potter or whatever, um, that's a sign that they are spiritually bored. Okay. There's there's not yeah. a vibrancy in their spiritual life in terms of serving other people in love, right. yeah. helping other people get where they're going. Put it this way, when you're involved in a fight... You don't have time for the little stuff. That's awesome. Right, when, right, right. Yes, when, yes. You're, when you're involved in a war, you don't have any patience for the nonsense. 
because you got right. bigger fish to yeah. fry. Yes, that's it's, right. It's not every time, but just for those of us who are who are listening at home, when you see people and they're hung up on whatever it is, the Harry Potter or the this or the that, or you know, I saw the way they danced on that award show. When you see people hung up on that, not every time, but most of the time, that's a sign of a person who simply does not have anything vibrant, a good fight going yes. on in Amen. their life. Awesome. Say that. Yeah, Say yeah, that. Dude. That's absolutely right. Glenn, can you close this out by breaking that down maybe just a little further, that idea of like, uh, why would Satan be messing with you if your biggest worry is a Ouija board? Well, that's that's it right there. There's no uh, we we had to know as 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 Lee was pointing out already. Why would the devil attack us? What's yeah. his point? You were you were speaking to that as well. You know what's the what's the the strategy? The idea the the thing that the devil wants to, us to do, I think, above and beyond, is to keep us from participating yep. in the walk. To, mm-hmm. to, Finding good brothers and sisters in Christ and moving forward and accomplishing things for the kingdom, that's what he wants to see not happen. Yep, yep, yep. He, you know, reading books and, you know, not being involved in things and being wound up on nonsense, that's fine. But the moment you sort of band together with people that you know and you love and you step out, the attack is going to be underway. Oh, oh yes, count on it. And um, those of us who are doing that have experienced it. And... We can almost identify exactly where the devil is by the little fingerprints that he leaves yes. behind yep. on what he does in our life, but and, and we and we know that that seems to almost go in lockstep. You know, when we try something new and we're doing something new, we can just see those fingerprints show up all of a sudden. Sure. Yeah. Then we talk to people who really aren't doing a whole lot and aren't really involved and yeah. in, in yeah. kind of are already caught up on things. But man, do they have opinions. But they got opinions, and they're seeing the devil under every rock, yeah. you know, and he's yeah. jumping up, and he had a, a you know, a pitchfork and little red horns, and he said, boo! And sure. we're like, whoa, the devil, you know. And we had to bind him and cast him out because he was everywhere. It's like I love binding him. Yeah, I'm like, hey, you know, but... Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> I I think he already had yeah. you right where he wanted yeah. you, so I don't right. know, right. you know. The devil didn't want me to make this Facebook post. No, John, you're thinking of all the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Lee, you got one more quick thing Yeah, on just this? one more really quick thing. This is just a point of interest. Um, when you know, Because in the question you talk about the word occult, this is really interesting because in the New Testament, Testament, uh, as we've already talked about, the New Testament is written in the Greek language. When the New Testament talks about the word witchcraft, specifically in the book of Revelation, that Greek word is the Greek word pharmakos. It's where we get right. the word pharmacy. Well, it has to do with right. drugs. And those of us who okay. have worked with people that have been hung up on drugs, we can tell you the devil keeps people pinned down and ruins their life in yep. that stuff. When when people throw around the word occult and they relate it to scripture, there's a whole lot more tenuous and loose connection there than they think. And yep. specifically the New Testament writers, when, when they were talking about the word that we've translated witchcraft, they were talking about people escaping from their problems problems into a substance and this was this was it said you know it's you know you have been caught up in all your in all your pharmaceuticals that's literally what the book of revelation talks about right. when we see the word witchcraft in the new testament I'll, i bring that point up not to talk not to derail us and talk about drugs but just to say you have to be careful when you just when you hear people get wound up on a thing the occult the occult the occult well yeah. what if the yep. new testament writers weren't even talking about that in the first yeah. place sure yeah and just to piggyback on that just to be very clear that's that falls into everything we're talking about with 
uh, pharmaceuticals are something that can be in a very healthy and helpful direction sure, or something that can be taken wrong. Absolutely. And right. I know Lee was not saying anything contrary, but there's some no, things no, we yeah. want to be yeah. super clear on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll close out on this. Caitlin, you wrote in. We appreciate that. You specifically mentioned the Ouija board. Here's the thing. I liked Lee's story because he said he made a choice and he pulled out. It's a, it's a toy made by Hasbro. Don't give it special powers. Yeah, it's all right. relax. If you're in the room and say, are you, are you leaving because this is of the occult? No, this is kind of lame. <laughs> yeah. Right. Lee's offended by your lameness. Yeah. That's right. Witchcraft. That's right. This party stinks. All, All right. right. So, so it's the same thing with Settlers of Catan, but go ahead. Ow. <laughs> Fighting words. Dude. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's fine. You Keep going. You can't Don't slow say, down. You can't say that on the internet. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to eat a cookie to bring us back together. <laughs> wow, Jed. You're just you're just making a sacrifice. I feel yeah, like every week I should yeah. apologize to people listen to this, but this week it's specifically because of all the crunching you've had to endure. <laughs> all right. Our last question comes in on Twitter Tumblr. It says, my dad is such a jerk to my mom mm. that sometimes I really don't want to get married at all. The problem is that Christians look so harshly upon relationships that you can't have sex and or have children without everyone in Christian, everyone in church hating on you for living in sin instead of going down that marriage path. I love Jesus, but I just don't want to be stuck in a bad marriage. What do you do when all the options you face look horrible? That's harsh, man. Lee, why don't you kick us off? Yeah. I, hey, thanks for writing us this question. This is an yeah. awesome question. It's a yeah. sharp question. It's an important question, and I'm mm. so glad you wrote it in. I think when you write a question like this in, I wonder what it feels like to write it in. I wonder what it feels like to click send and what you're thinking we're going to say to you. And I don't know what's in your head, but I'm going to say to you, um, like, I agree with basically almost everything that you have to say in this question. Yep. I uh, I love Jesus, too, and I do not want to be stuck in a bad marriage. I mean, I don't either. And what do you do when all the f- options you face look horrible? I remember being in a place where I looked around and saw marriages that looked horrible and thought, yep. I didn't. I don't want that. I'll tell you one story on us. My, my wife grew up not wanting to be married. I mean, you just look around and you're like, where's one that's working? After certain decades, you know, and she met me and she thought, you know, I really like this dude. And I mean, he's kind of changing my mind on this, but still, how do you, how can you be married? Here's the thing. I love Jesus. I don't want to be stuck in a bad marriage either. Um, Don't get stuck in one. Yep. And that, that's a real, that's really reductive for me to say that like that. Don't get stuck in one. But um, I promise you that somewhere in your community, there's a couple uh, um, a man and a woman who love Jesus, who know how to be married, who know how to talk through stuff, who know how to be honest and vulnerable, who know how to work this thing out, who have an, a killer marriage. And that's the person you want to find that person and say, I'd love to buy you lunch and I want to talk about it. And I want you to tell me all your secrets. Teach me mm-hmm. the skill. I mm-hmm. want the skills that pay the bill. I want to know what it would take to have a marriage like yours. I can tell you this. In all the years that I've been in, uh, in in youth ministry, working with high school kids and and college kids, and doing a fair amount of of marriage counseling with folks that are older, my the the marriage that I have with with Christy, our our, our marriage and the way that that all that works out, that is one of the biggest parts of my ministry, teaching yep, people yep. how to love one another, teaching people how to be married, teaching people how to do that. There's somebody in your community who has a good one. What you want to do is you want to find that person and learn how to do it. Yeah. Amen. I think that's absolutely right. And one of the things it's, I I agree. I want to echo Lisa. I'm sorry. This is your experience. I know we can all to some extent relate to this. 
But part of the the good news, it may not sound like good news, is you now officially know what you do not want. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn, can you talk a little bit about that kind of the the value of the counter example? Exactly. And I think sometimes we get in in a, this weird way of thinking of my mom married someone like my dad, so it's probably unavoidable that I could marry yeah. someone who isn't exactly like yeah, my yep. dad. Doesn't make sense when you say it out loud, but it is the way we think about it. It just feels like somehow I'm stuck in this thing or whatever. You can break that cycle. You can find a really high quality person. And here's the reason why that's going to be a lot simpler than you think, because you know exactly what to look out for. Right. Yes, 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 yes. You, you have all the warning signs. If something sends off a, a you know, a little alarm bell there, it, 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 it should, uh, let you know that you know. Hey, this is uh, you know, um, this is a, a sign that this is a guy who kind of has a thinking like my dad did, and I don't right. like that. Yes. Um, you know, because I think part of the problem we have here is there's a tendency for us, and I think a lot of us have this as Christians, where we've got a big fat challenge in our life, where it's something like this, or insecurity, or a fear, or something. And we say, okay, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to steer all the way around that problem, <laughs> yeah. right? And then figure out how yeah. to compensate for that, and then get back on whatever. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we get into a ton of problems off of that. Go ahead, Lee. I was just going to say, off of what Glenn was saying, one thing that we can tell you uh, on this podcast, all the, the the all three of us on this podcast that are married. We have a marriage that's nothing like the marriages we grew up on. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And uh, and so all that to say, it it sucks that you came out of this situation. This does not have to be indicative of your future and what God has for you, wants for you, and you what you could have. Because all three of us are living the dream of we saw that situation and we're doing something completely yep. different. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Exactly right. And I'll tie that point back into the thing Glenn was making of it's easy. And unfortunately, it does happen a lot. And this is part of why it almost seems like a destination of there are so many people who grow up in a, a less than ideal situation and end up with someone who kind of perpetuates that. Yeah. And part of the mindset of that is getting into the relationship that looks like the one your parents were in and just saying, well, I guess this is what I deserve. Yeah. 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 Better yeah. done better. And it's it's just the and this is really in all things when it comes to relationship for some reason the urge to settle is real Ooh, strong yeah. and jed we know for sure that you didn't do that in your marriage because oh. we've met your wife and we've met you yes yeah. this is not a man who settled can you tell us a little bit about just kind of that idea of fighting the urge to settle sure absolutely i think for, you know i think it's true for me um it, there if we're going to be honest all of us experience a temptation to settle in some area of our life for sure all of us do um and i think where that generally comes from is a sense of this is about as good as i could hope to get so why don't we just call it and just save ourselves the frustration and the heart this or nothing exactly Mm -hmm. right and i you know and i'd rather not have nothing so let's go with this again a lot of people do that in relationships everybody does that in some area of their lives i mean that's that's true for everyone but i think we need to be clear that there's a difference between settling on where we're going to go for lunch where the impact is pretty low versus settling on things that really 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 matter like our relationships because what happens is um we have we get into a bad relationship and there's a gravity to it um you know people they have a tendency to just stay in a bad relationship for years 
after uh, it stopped making sense. Mm -hmm. uh, no one knows why that is, but but they have a tendency to do that. But I think if we can go into it before it's a relationship, before there's anything, before we're boyfriend and girlfriend, before we're an item, before there's anything, if we can have a sense of this is the kind of person I deserve to be with, this is the kind of treatment I deserve to have. And I really want to emphasize that word deserve. It makes Christians uncomfortable, but yeah. this is one of those moments where it's the right word. Um, uh, if, if we can have a sense of what we deserve to have, then we can actually get rid of a lot of not good options from the get-go. Um, let me. Can I talk about deserve for a second? Absolutely, right? go for it. Here's the thing. Christians, you hear all the time, you don't deserve God's salvation. You are saved by grace. You so, deserved you know, an eternity in hell. Exactly. You deserve death and destruction. Well, here's the thing. That's true. Right. That's theologically true. Also, there are other things that are true. Yeah. One of them is, if God wants you to have something, it is right for you to have it. Yeah. Hello. And therefore, not right for you to not have it. Right. That's the way it works. God wants you to be in a relationship where you are treated in a loving, honoring, and respectful fashion. Right. right. Period. Right. There can be... Yep. God is not calling you to be in an abusive relationship. People wonder no. a lot about God's will. I can definitively tell you, God's not calling you to be in an abusive relationship. End of story. If God wants you to have a relationship where you're loved, honored, and respected, then it's right for you to have that. And here's the important part. You have to insist on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to insist on, I'm not going to have a relationship where I'm not loved, honored, and respected, because that's not what my father wants for me. Right. I'm going to insist, I'm yeah. only willing to have what he wants for me. If we'll do that up front, yeah, we're going to be saying no to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. That is true. But that'll leave us in a position to both recognize and say yes to the right person at the right time. What Absolutely. if, I'm sorry, Glenn, I was just going to say, what if, what if as a thought experiment, you took a piece of paper and thought about, if I was going to design an awesome marriage yep. just from the ground up i've never even seen one but if i was just gonna if i was just gonna invent what i think would be an awesome marriage and what if i wrote down that list and then i took that to the lord and said what do you think about this list mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and he said not only is do i think that's awesome i think you should be even more greedy and you yeah. should want yes. even more because Hello. i've got all i i want to level up everything that you just said yeah. Yep. And then what if he wants to make that happen? What if you looked at this from the angle of hopefulness? Okay. And just yeah. okay. and just that God has so much love for me and he desires my gladness, my pleasure and a full life. That's what Jesus said. I came to give you life to the full. It's like mm -hmm, what if mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. so true that the best marriage I could imagine and invent, God wants to level up every single bullet point on that list. Yeah. And, and yeah. to look at this from the idea of what it could be instead of how horrible it is probably going to be. Yeah. 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 I, it's absolutely right. It ties into exactly what Jed's talking about. If you're willing to focus on what you actually deserve as opposed to what you're kind of negative self-thinking and kind of history makes you think you deserve. And that kind of getting stuck, having a bad situation, sometimes people even use that as just an excuse to go buck wild, right, yep. Lynn? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, part of what I'm looking at, you know, we say it on the podcast, uh, the, the best revenge is living, right? Yes. Totally. And here's the thing is, if there has been a, an abusive or just a negative, super negative thing going on between your mom and your dad, uh, your mom has suffered under that, you have suffered under that, I think it's time for the suffering to be over. Yes, sir. Yes. yes, sir. I think you should get out there and get into a kick-butt relationship uh, because otherwise, if his treatment of your mom 
and the and and the 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 damage that that's already done causes you to make a decision of your own free will where you aren't getting the happiness that God yeah. wants for you then that abuse is still going on wow. yeah. yeah that yeah. mistreatment is still happening it's about you drawing a line in the sand and say oh I'm going to do this different yeah. I'm going to do yeah. I'm going to rework all this and uh, I'm going to find my happiness in this situation I'm going to take all this as a lesson learned and what not to do and move forward so I think uh, we have to have that mentality sometimes of uh as lisa being greedy about going out and getting our blessing yeah that's also right i'm going to close this out on this the idea of greediness i want to cook that up and kind of talk some of this together i think this is going to sound weird stick with me the fact that you have looked down the barrel of a life where you say well if marriage sucks i'm just not gonna get married mm-hmm. the hell right. with it right that is a pretty powerful bargaining position to start out from. oh yes right that's you you have freed up to say i've because look we all know people who they just kind of clung to the last rat off that sinking ship. As we were talking about earlier, it's it's this or nothing. Right. All right, I'm going man. with this. You've stared it down and said, I don't nope. care what Christians are going to say. I don't care about this. If this is what marriage is, I ain't down for it. Right. Right. So that frees you up to go out there and be super greedy mm-hmm. about the important stuff. And if dude, you send him the message on the dating site and he didn't hit you back in a week, tell him to kick rocks. Right. Because you're not putting up with that crap. Yeah. Right. As, as we were saying before, Christians get a little weirded out about that, but just try it. Yeah. Yep. So even doesn't change your whole thing. So you got to think about this. Is it more likely that God wants you to go out there and push for something you think you deserve? Here's the reason the thing about deserve. You deserve because Christ shed his blood for yes. you. Yes. I am not going to put up with being treated yeah. like yeah. this. There's yeah. a new yeah. reality. Exactly. Yeah. This is not, I deserve this because I'm the most awesome person who doesn't have to put This is... God came to earth, put on flesh, and was executed for so me. that I did not have to live a crappy life. Right. So I'm not going to let you inflict a crappy life on me. Yes, that's sir. That's right. Welcome. Yeah, that's yeah. right. If you do, if you take one thing away from our answer on this one, just try it. Yes, yes. Just see if it doesn't feel a little bit more Jesus-y to go around saying, I am a child of God. Here's what I'm not going to put up with from you. Yeah. And see if that didn't feel a lot more Christian than, well, I guess this is fine then. All right. That's right. Exactly. Notice, Jed's doing the posture. He doesn't have to make words. There it is. <laughs> All right, if you have a question for us, you can get us to say that podcast at gmail.com or thebridgechicago.tumblr.com. Remember, missionusa.com slash bridgebox, missionusa.com slash bbly. We've still got buttons. Whoa. Oh, yeah. We have very, Whoa. we have the three-pack, say that super fan, I am not a robot cyborg, <laughs> and say that God's favorite podcast. You can find pictures of those on the blog. Thank you, Mike Whoa. and Nicole, for the awesome cookies. Yay. We're going to go out this week with a song Jed wrote for the worship for our guys and gals yes. at the bridge. It's about, it ties up. It's about true repentance. It's about not giving in to what the devil's trying to do to you. It's about not selling for less than you deserve. It's called Save Me From My Sins. You're going to enjoy that. Thanks for listening. Just remember, we love you. God loves you. There's nothing you can do about it. Let's say that podcast like mouth hugs for your soul. Sin is the lie The fair something
to my soul. 